Undog Notebook Podcast, a podcast featuring the stories, trips afield, and legacies that are left following great gun dogs and classy bird dogs. I'd like to thank my sponsor, the Pride Dog Food, for their excellence in performance dog nutrition and Orvis for allowing me the written platform for my outdoor writing. I'd also like to thank the other friends and contributors that make this gun dog community such a great thing. Thanks for listening. This is the next episode of the Gun Dog Notebook, hosted by Darrell Smith. Okay, guys. All right, y'all haven't already heard what I just heard two seconds ago before hitting the record button. Um, it It's just about to be monumental. We got Anthony Farrow of Fetching Feathers. The Anthony Farrow, y'all. <laughs> the Upland icon, Anthony Farrow, on the line. Anthony, how you feeling, man? I am feeling good, man. I'm feeling grateful. Uh, obviously, I, I appreciate the opportunity to spit bull with you a little bit tonight about something that we all love, but... Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, man, I'm, I'm feeling good. We're, we took a day off today. We've been hunting pretty hard the last few weeks, so yeah. the hounds are, are posted up, and um, I'm ready to spit it a little bit. <laughs> well, let's... We'll we'll get to all the intros and background and stuff like that. We'll, we'll get there, okay? We all know, you know, who you are, really, and I think the social media, the podcast world, the Upland world, you're, you're you know, so integral in so many different areas is crazy so i think we all will we'll we'll get to that because what i want to do is have you just just unleash the wisdom <laughs> and i like to get straight to it man so we were talking about a and stuff like that right before you said let's backtrack again because we were talking about pulling the dog in and sending them out what what were you just saying to me well we were we had mentioned um, I was sitting here laughing. I'm watching these three German short hairs posted up by the fireplace, and they're just loving life. And we, have, you know, we we run our garments and we log miles, and, and uh, all the dogs are, you know, pushing over 60 miles in the last, you know, four days ish. Mm-hmm. And you know, and you had said, you know, that's a lot of that's a lot of miles. You're working the legs off those dogs. At which point, we immediately went to discussion of terrain. And out west where I'm currently living, it's wide open, right? Yep. And, and and I'm not really wanting a, a quote-unquote boot-licking boot dog in that situation. Mm-hmm. When you're hunting, uh, you know, thick timber and young forest, you have to work closer. Right. But the idea of what we were speaking of, and this is something that I'm very passionate about, and I think that, that, that tenure, tenure dog handlers and new dog handlers, this is something that should maybe be a discussion more. Mm-hmm. And it's this idea of you, you, you can't – you. You can't push a leash out, but you can pull a leash in. Yeah. And the idea behind that is 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 exactly that. You can't – if you train your dog at the beginning to range 30 or 40 yards, well, that's great, but it's really only going to be efficient if you're hunting short CRP sections or cut corn or ag, mm-hmm. chasing pheasants of that nature because you're going to be hunting ditches and cedar roads and such. Whereas if you have a 40-yard dog you know, out west anywhere – um, you're not going to cover near as much ground, and quite honestly, you're going to be doing as many miles as your dog is, and that, there's an issue with that. So the point is this. When I start my dogs young, I let them go. Yeah. If it's in the yard, if it's if it's while we're out hunting, if it's at the park, I'm not hollering. It's, 
I'm going to walk to you. I'm going to catch up. You're a puppy. You're going to slow down. But I want you to understand in your mind as a young puppy, you can run. Use those God-given legs of yours and stretch them out. Yep. Now, as, as this dog starts to progress and we start getting a little bit past obedience training, we start doing field work, you and I understand mm-hmm. that we can correct that run. We can condition that run with a beep or a vibrate or a single whistle or a, a double whistle, whatever it so be. Uh, that, that that handler chooses, we can correct that. Mm-hmm. So run big, because all I got to do is give you a yee yee, and you'll turn back. Check in with me. Give me another hundred yards. So um, mm-hmm. you can't push a leash out, y'all. You, know, you you can definitely pull one in. Right, and I mean that's the big thing. That is the biggest thing that I've seen. And and as I said before, you and I both hunt geographically different areas you're out west i'm in the south but the ideology is still the same and you know i I go on and i'm all excited about getting this english pointer soon and i'm literally going to adopt that mentality no let that little puppy run i thought actually the wma we were hunting today oh i'm gonna take that puppy back and just break him on birds (laughs) just let him run just go (laughs) yeah yeah so anthony like you know, it's, it's, it's an honor to be here, and I've literally followed your social media since the beginning from what I, I feel like. I mean, it's been a, you've been around for a, a good minute now. I mean... Uh, September 1st, 2016. Yeah, you, you've been here for a minute. I mean, and in that short time, you've made waves, 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 waves in the hunting, bird, dog, wing shooting industry. So... And how did you even get here? What what happened? What what started it all? That's a heck of a question. <laughs> uh, that's a heck of a question. I find myself waking up asking my you know I ask myself that often. Yeah. Um, my introduction. Uh, I didn't start hunting really until my junior or senior year of high school, and I had a couple of buddies. I was just doing you know your random cow hunt, nothing special. Uh, hanging out cow pastures, being young idiots, talking jazz and shooting at doves, flying in the sky. And mm-hmm. I always interested in guns growing up. You know, my, for whatever reason, my father had got, you know, made me get my hunter safety, but I never hunted with anybody in my family. Really? And as a matter of fact, nobody in my family had even hunted up into that. So the fact that my dad got me my hunter safety out of the blue, baffling to me. Wow. Uh, but I could tell you. Rewinding a little bit, when I was a kid, uh, I, I was always obsessed with dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always obsessed with, with guns and shooting mm-hmm. and my BB gun. Uh, I was obsessed with camo and hiding and stalking. I remember, man, when I was a kid, I used to put on all my camo and back of my house butted up to this busy road called Ridgeview. Yeah. And I used to go stand it. This is funny, man. I, I used to go stand in the middle of these trees. Yeah. And I would like pose in different positions like a tree when cars came by, <laughs> hoping, that they would, hoping that they wouldn't see me in my camera. <laughs> and I'm talking like uh, uh, confession time. I don't know. I don't know. Sixth grade, seventh grade, maybe. I, I don't know. Man. Are you serious? So, <laughs> did anybody say anything to you? I grew up in an Italian family in the suburbs. Right. So, what city? Where what all city? What that city? Interest came from? Yeah. I mean. You got me. What now? What you said in the suburbs? What city are you coming from? Um, I grew up uh, uh, in Kansas City, okay. on the Kansas side. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So, did- so you know, that's that's that. Those are the beginning steps when I was young. Yeah. Then I went to college and, and I went to Kansas State University, which is a little bit more out in the sticks mm-hmm. uh, in regards to 
uh, Lawrence, where KU is. Yeah. Um, it's just a little bit more my style in ag school. Uh, and mm-hmm. I joined a fraternity because without the structure of the fraternity, I knew that there was no chance that I was going to get through college. And I already knew that about myself. I called a spade a spade. So I put myself in the best position I could to succeed. Yep. So um, I joined the fraternity and it was just full of, of awesome dudes that, that grew up hunting, that had land. And uh, my freshman year, my first introduction to a pointing dog, it was a German short hair and a Vishla. Wow. And um, it was dirty. It was dirty, man. It was like, that was it. My life was changed. I watched the instinctive, like, I saw it immediately. And, and I'm not cutting anybody down, but if you will, the, the, the layman or the, the newbie often just kind of walks down the line, taking it all in. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, the dog's running. Mm-hmm. From the beginning, a, a dog has been able to speak to me in the field. Like, I, can, I, can, I can hear him or her talk by their run. I felt it. I could tell what they were doing. I could see the idea of a dog getting birdie. At the time, I didn't know what that meant, but I could immediately tell a difference in that dog's run in, in, in the intensity of the tail wag, right. where, where, where when they run full time, it's almost like that tail is like a counterbalance sometimes when I watch. Mm-hmm. And as soon as that thing gets birdie, you know what happens. Boom, 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 boom. Set cone, solid, right? Right. I don't know, like just, just the... The whole dance to me, it, it immediately took me over. It was, it was at me, and it was a, it was a dance with with Mother Nature and dogs and, and myself. And you know, like birds get up, now it's free will. You know, that's, that's one of my favorite lines from from the film. And right. I don't know. That's it. It resonated with me, and you can hear my passion, and I can hear myself rambling. So I'll slow down. But damn, no, no, no. Please I, keep I going. I, I cannot get enough of. It. So that's it. Freshman year of college, I saw it. Um, I went ahead and did a victory lap. Yeah. Yeah, That's what I call it. I did a year. I did a victory lap. (laughs) Uh, You did a victory lap. It was an expensive victory lap. Damn, I looked good on that last lap. (laughs) (laughs) That's when I bought Gnarly. That's that's when I came across the the dog that started it all. um, That would eventually go into a... The long line of saving my life, the discovery of fetching feathers, further driving my passion into this, uh, meeting my closest and nearest, dearest friends because of that dog, getting invited on hunts because of that dog. Um, it's much bigger than shooting birds, and, and, and that's, you know, mm-hmm. we'll, we won't get too far ahead, but that's it, man. Well, uh, I my freshman year of college, I bought gnarly, and, and after that, it was, it, was, uh, it was blinders. I didn't see anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you, you said something very interesting and I align with it. First of all, I, as soon as I got to college, I definitely joined a fraternity. I'm a, a member of Kappa Alpha Psi and, bec- and I will attest to the structure that isn't it when you're in it for the right reasons, when you have good people around you, you know, you, it's, it's so awesome that you had a brotherhood that, that did exactly what fraternities are supposed to do, which is carry, you know, carry out a, a meaningful, lasting relationship. And and honestly, you should be elevating yourself. And it seems to me like you did through that through that um, organization. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I think that as you get older, you start to realize those things. You know, so I knew knew this immediately just coming out of high school, right? You got mm-hmm. your clicks. I'm this, you're that, there's she, you dress like this, you listen to that, yada, 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 right? Right. I, when I was introduced, and I was in that fraternity just a couple of weeks, it was like that. 
I wasn't protected by any means. I, 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 I grew up around on every facet of life, but I, I realized how clicky my mind was, and I was just like, man, I like guys from all over the country. This guy likes this. This guy likes that. This guy dresses like that, and I like them all. Right. And so for me, it was just like this. I mean, it was the first step of growth. I mean, that was kind of the deal. You get out of the house, go to college, you start to find yourself. Like I just embraced everything that anybody would give me. Right. And that is a big reason why I have had the success that I have, why I, not only in the field, but with the business aspect. Like, I get substance. Yep. You know, I'm constantly seeking more. What can I get? I'm not, I'm not very good at reading for substance, but if I can have a conversation like this, or I can get in the field and follow a man with his dog, mm -hmm. or a man will follow me and help me with some corrections, like, yep. come on. Like, there's a certain level of humility you have to have if you want to be great. Right. You Absolutely. Know, become great because you know it all. Right. You don't become great because nobody can tell you anything. Right. I've been doing this for 60 years when you were in your pampers. I understand that, sir, but I have a way to correct what's happening that you haven't been able to fix in six months. Right. Give me a shot. Right. Right. You, so, you said you ain't said nothing but a word. And it does take that. Now, I now mind you, Anthony, I'm one to sit here. I claim greatness. OK, I own it. I claim it. I speak it. My wife speaks it and all of that. And I think you do a very good job, too. So and you do it in a way that is motivational, is inspirational, you know, and and, and you really are truly identifying with a bird dog legacy. And, and the thing is, the thing is, Anthony, what what you bring to the table fundamentally is love for the entire like the entire nature of what it means to bird hunt from the dogs yeah. to the birds to the knowledge to everything that goes into it. And then you mess around and got on here and talk about, you know, being humble and learning from older folks. And you you exemplify that because, you know, you had a, a gentleman on in one of your posts recently, Mr. Chuck. And it seems yeah. like you learned a ton from him. Yeah. No, I wish that uh, in a public could speak much more of, of that situation. And if you want to dive into that real quick, we can we can talk about it. Yeah, let's show. run it. So I moved here. Let's just call it a Friday for the sake of the conversation. I moved here on Friday. Mm -hmm. On my drive here, I got a phone call saying, hey, a uh, good friend of mine bought a Quail Forever hunt in an auction, and they would like you to join us. So I was like, come on with it. Showed up Friday, woke up, went and did this Quail Forever hunt. Well, this gentleman that was hosting this hunt happened to be Mr. Chuck. Wow. And so we went, chased a bunch of California quail on his property, so on and so forth, or whomever's property, you know, that we were at. Yeah. Um, and... You know, it was standard. Most of the time in those situations, your your ability to be open to different, to conversation, eating somebody is much more open than maybe in a more personal environment, you know, at the grocery store or at a mm -hmm. restaurant or what have you. You know, men, are, men and women are very open in those situations. Right. So I started shooting the bull with Chuck, and he said, hey, you know, I, I, I really like talking this and that and, you know, take my number and, why don't you come out and hunt with me sometime? Well, he also has this big old pond that holds a couple thousand ducks on it throughout the season. Wow. And I'm not one to say no to shoot ducks and quail on the same day and hanging out with a gentleman that probably could teach me a thing or 20. Exactly. So I said, <laughs> all right. I said, all right, Chuck, you know, 
don't shred me with a good time. <laughs> call me. I'll, I'll be there. You know, Francesca's cleaned up. That's that's my good. Francesca's yeah. cleaned up. I'll, you know, just, just let me know. <laughs> so he called me and he said, hey, he sent me a video. And he said, hey, there's some ducks on the pond. Show up in the morning. We'll, we'll shoot ducks and then we'll chase quail. And, um, you know, gentlemen in, in Chuck's situation, and I've been around a lot of these guys because I travel and I move and I live everywhere all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, they just want someone to talk to. Yep. Yep. And because they are not in the social medias and they don't live in the city and their wife has heard their stories 446 times and has had enough of it, they just want someone to talk to and, and, for a second, let's put aside the hunting and, 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 and the birds and the dogs and everything. Let's just talk about people, right? Right. right. So this, the, the icing so happens to be the hunting opportunity with Chuck, right? Right. But, but I, I think that there was a much bigger reason why I got invited on this quail trip, uh, not to shoot quail and talk birds, but, you know, I think that maybe Mr. Chuck and I were supposed to meet. Mm-hmm. And yep. No, no coincidences, felt, my friend. What's that? I said I, there are no coincidences. Well, right, right, right. You know, and I think that it was it was very mutual. I probably needed Chuck as much as he needed me that day. But just mm-hmm. to be able to be there and listen to him and listen to his stories and like, man, to see his face light up talking about when I was your age. Like, come on, Paul, tell me when you're my age story. Like, what was it like? What were you talking about? You know, mm-hmm. he was blowing an old, uh, an old folks call. Like, dude, uh, like, come on. And then, you know, that's when he started talking about how much you pay for those decoys, you know, 100 for six. And then he pulls out the, the, the hideous, most ridiculous looking decoy spread that your eyes have ever laid on. Right. Ever in your entire life. And birds were just cuffing up and getting slapped in front of his decoys all day long. And, and, and it's like I said in that post, his chuckle was like machine gun farts. <laughs> his hen was like a, 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 a hen looking for an Uber after a late night downtown. That's exactly what I put in that post. <laughs> I'm telling you what, Mr. Chuck, I know you're never going to hear this. You are absolutely terrible at calling, sir. Yeah. But you shot ducks and you called him in. And like I said in the post, and I'm not, let's not cut Chuck down. That that uh, that welcoming cadence, that five to seven note. I'm telling you what, it was the sweetest five to seven note welcoming call I've ever heard in my entire life. Really? And he hit it a couple times, and then he gave him a little little couple extras, and I just sat there and watched him grin. And here they came, shot him up, you know. Yeah. And meanwhile, I'm sitting here with a couple hundred dollars worth of decoys. I got two calls, you know, worth you know far too much money on my neck. Yeah. He's just sitting there grinning at me. Like I said, his 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 camera was pieced together like a toddler. Mm-hmm. Like like uh, just didn't no rhyme or reason, no match, no quality, nothing. Rubber boots, mm-hmm. like no no face paint. As simple as it gets. Mm-hmm. So I, that that that's what I meant. Is like as a person, it was very humbling for me, and, and something that I need to see. Because of the push of fetching feathers and yep. what I'm trying to do for the industry. And I need a reminder to keep it simple, Anthony. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and so let's get out of the personal and the deep stuff back to training and dogs. Keep it simple. Right. It, 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 it's all relevant. It, it's all parallel. Yep. You as a person, you as a friend, you as a family member, you as a spouse, you as a trainer. Keep things simple. Listen more than you talk. 
Yep. That dog is going to tell you what's going on. It be the field, it be force fetch, it be whatever it is. There's this, there's this communication, and this is this is why I'm here. This, it's the dance, Darrell. It's the, it's like, do you feel it? You got to coordinate yep. all of these pieces together, and when it comes together, I mean, for me, there's, it gets no better than that. Right. Right. Well, and that is why I wanted to get you on here so much because. And again, in, a, in so many different ways, we align on ideology, philosophies, and so on and so forth. And I've never met you personally, like, you know, in person before. But it's almost like every time I look at a post from you, every time I read something from you, I literally feel like I'm I'm getting information from, you know, some kind of bird dog guru. And you, you've only been around but so long. But what that is, is when you said you felt like Mr. Chuck you know, needed you that, that day and you needed him that day, what you were looking at was yourself in a few years, man. Some young cat yeah. is going to come back to you and is like, man, I met Mr. Farrow and, and you know, he really put me on game. <laughs> you can only hope so, you know. I mean, a lot of people dream to be a lot of things, but I don't, I mean, that that's a legacy to leave behind, you yeah. know, in my eyes. And yeah. That's that's what this is. And that's what we're all doing. Yep. It's what your it's what your platform is right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's what you do. It's it's what your posts and your photography are about. It's not basic. Yeah. It's not surface. We're we're talking about substance and the reason why we need to be a part of the uplands and make this thing happen. Like yep. there's so much more to it than what's on the surface. Right. And, and and I think we're all headed in the right direction, quite honestly. I you know what, I think so. And now I will say from the short time that I've been, you know, in the, the wing shooting and bird hunting uh, industry, you know, a lot of the times, Anthony, and I'm and I I'm, I kinda bounce around on my subjects, but we got we got all night, I guess. But you know, in this industry, I see a lot of consumerism. You mentioned you had a lot of, a lot of calls around your neck, $100 worth of this, $100 worth of that. Yeah, you know, Doug yeah a bunch of garbage, you're right. But guess what, man? These old folks here, these old folks didn't have all of that. And they will put you on something. I messed around and went down to Thomasville, Georgia, and met a gentleman named Neil Carter Jr., and he was my Mr. Chuck. Walking down there, seeing how that man was 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 getting on on uh, English pointers and how they were breaking dogs down and, and back in the day, and we talking about this man was probably late sixties, early seventies, looking good though. And them dogs were some of the best bird dogs I've seen, and that man didn't have nothing but a little bitty uh, e collar and a long check cord. And I done seen people, I mean, put on a whole circus show and that man's dogs look way better. What was it? These old heads know, man. The answers are already there. It's not what you have in your game vest. It's not that wax cotton game vest you got. You see what I'm saying? From whatever company. It's the feet that you put on the ground. And it's the time that you spend with your dog. I mean, you talk about a fraternity, you have a fraternity. You got Gnarly, you got Radar. That's your fraternity. That's right. You follow me? So, Absolutely. you know, it's you, someone like you has to be the voice of, um, you know, this particular generation of Upland Hunters because so often can we get caught up in consumerism, man? You know, two years ago. I, I'm guilty of it. I, guilty. Me too. Yeah, we're all guilty of it. Yeah. It's impossible to get around. I 
I, you know, I'm thinking it is possible to get around, but when you get into the game and you're trying to hunt, and we all want birds. Like, we all want it, and you do things to Yeah, but you, you know, and we all, early on, before you get somebody to, to, to put some knowledge in your head, you think that the, the newest, latest, greatest equipment is going to help you. But at the end of the day, it's not. <laughs> they just yeah, make you look, it, it look, makes you look cool. Yeah, it takes a few, a few, few, very few consumerism type things to actually make it happen. Right, right. Um, from a tangible standpoint, mm-hmm. the the intangibles is is really what makes the hunt, and that's the time you're putting in behind the scene right. while you're sitting here in your living room watching TV to get a bumper out. Let's right. Do some, right. some fence training right here. Let's do some obedience. Mm-hmm. Ten minutes on the pl- on at place. Right. I'm going to see you move. Ten minutes. That's you it. move. I start a timer over. Ten more minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, um, but that's a whole nother one. My stepdad used to call it a hard head makes a soft ass. Hey, <laughs> what he meant by that is, is that the most hard headed individuals, the most hard headed men, the most hard headed dog, right? If you're a hard head and the water gets hot, you're the first one to bark. You can't handle it. You cry wolf because you're a hard head. But mm-hmm. if you break a hard head, you don't have to suck ass because you're ready for when you fall. Right. He, that all the time and I have taken that into my bird dog training yep. high expectations reap high rewards yep. I will break you of that hard head because when the tough gets going I know I can count on you to get through it right right and you got to and you know and I'm 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 one of them people that believe the same thing like I'm not about to sit here and just take anything from my dog I just don't like I'm okay with having a bad day but when I'm out in the field I had a bad day because just we we exhausted every option and every possible solution. And me, maybe me and that dog, just we tried everything and just we didn't come back with anything. Or maybe the the retrieve wasn't so clean. You know, you you have those days. But my dog went hard headed. You follow me? Like we just had a bad day because we might have been we might have been off. But it wasn't because of a disobedient dog. It wasn't because the technique wasn't there. It wasn't because I got a dog that pretty much threw me the middle finger because mm-hmm. I didn't reinforce that earlier in the training. Yep. You know, so, no, I'm, yep. I'm here for you. And I'm here for that. And, and again, it's, it's not anything that has that takes away the love for what we do. But. I got high expectations and you have high expectations. And there are people in this particular industry that are looking at us as role models. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to fall strange. short of it. <laughs> Which feels strange. I'm like, man, if you guys really knew me, I am not I'm not as cool as it looks. <laughs> Look, I, I think you are, man. Looks, man. Straight up. My Instagram, I am not as cool as my Instagram looks. And everybody wants to be on Front Street. Oh, my life is amazing. Listen. My life sucks like everybody else's. I just hunt harder than most. That's, right. that's it. That's the only difference, man. Well, that's and, the and only difference. but see, that goes into, you know, what you always, you say it to me a lot. You say it in your post a lot. Keep kicking dirt. That's what that is. Keep kicking dirt. <laughs> so where did, where did the keep kicking dirt statement come from? I know that's you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, number one, uh, I'm, I'm a businessman. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and I'm a marketing man and from the time that I started fetching feathers up there was an idea behind all of mm-hmm. every decision that I was making and I guess um, you, you've got to have a few things in regard, regards to branding mm-hmm. and brand recognition and brand identity 
uh, a, a catchy name obviously is one. Mm-hmm. A good looking logo is number two. Mm-hmm. A story that brings people to it so they feel like they're part of it is number three. Number four, you got to have some sort of catchphrases, some way that you continue to brand yourself. Yep. Yep. At the same time that I came out with Keep Kicking Upland Troubadour, I yep. had Upland Troubadour in my pocket from the time I started this. And the idea from the beginning was to, for me to try to be one of the ambassadors or the figurehead to, to help make the Upland push. Yep. But nobody cares who Anthony Farrell is, so I didn't name my Instagram Anthony Farrell. I named it Fetch and Feathers. Right. It's a person, it's a movement, it's a community, whatever it is that you want it to be. Nonetheless, that's where Keep Kicking Dirt came from. It, it, it really resonated from the revel in the first film that I did this project up with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We had one cover rise, two cover rises on the first day, and then I hunted four days in Hell's Canyon without a single shot, a single point, a single cubby, zero, nothing. But but there's something that's been instilled in me since I was a kid and, and something that, that I just I just can't quit. I just I don't like the idea of I, I didn't I didn't succeed my goal. Now success is not Let's not get it twisted. Success is not based on the harvest for me. Nope. Some people may be so. For me, that's not how I measure success. But in, in a particular moment when I'm going to Idaho for the first time, I'm hunting Chucker for the first time, and there so happens to be cameras and they're doing a short film on it, yet dang right, I was wanting to harvest a dang bird. Right. And, and in my head, I just kept saying to myself, just keep picking dirt. Yeah. I don't care how bad your legs hurt, how bad your feet hurt, how tired the dogs are. It's inevitable that in every situation, if you just keep kicking dirt, it's going to happen. Yep. It's going to happen, yep. period, no matter what. Whether it be by grand design, a fluke, you enough miles, or it was a blessing of God, however you want to attain those birds, if you keep walking, they're going to find them. And that's, it's basic, keep right. kicking dirt, you know, and then the Upland Troubadour deal is... It's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. You know, I hunt over 10 states. I've shot over eight species this season alone. Um, this is not me bragging. This is not me pompous for the listeners. That is not who I am, but this is what I'm about, and I have right. to own my craft. Right. And I, and I do own my craft, and, and, and I have hunted hard, to, and, and it has been um, it has been a, a very good season from a harvesting standpoint. I've, I've been very fortunate Mm-hmm. Uh, my dogs have been working well. The, the birds have been plentiful. But, um, I, that, you know, I've lived in uh, 13 cities, 15 houses, and, or excuse me, 13 houses, four cities, and I don't know, something crazy in the last nine wow. years. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of low in place. So um, uh, it's also helped me form myself, I feel like, as a more complete upland hunter because I have experience hunting everywhere but the northeast right um i've hunted west i've hunted south and midwest i've got uh, you know a lot of experience but um i, I think i'm going to settle down here where i'm at right now and uh i'm still going to be a rambling man yeah now you're in idaho there's, right there's, now yes sir oh. yes sir i moved to idaho just a couple months ago man. a month ago i guess Man, that, and I look, I uh, I'm a little envious of that view that you got in the window. <laughs> I think you posted that's some shots and photos. I was like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's where I'm sitting right now, man. The, uh, the sitting at the office desk here. Yep. Chasing back and forth, looking out the dang window. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, Idaho's been good. There's there's a lot of opportunity. You know, Colorado was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, this obviously is a hotbed for birds. It just mm-hmm. depends on what you're going for. Right. But you know what, man? You would you would not be able to do everything that you 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 
do now and have the success that you have if you did not attribute that sex success to God. And I appreciate that you acknowledge that you're you're very bold about that. And I, I very much so appreciate that. Um, I, I just got to respect it because at the end of the day, we want to talk about creator. It's all here. And it's, it's not there's no co- like weird coincidence in the design. You know, we talk about law. what you're speaking on is law of attraction. So you've got a heart that acknowledges God and it acknowledges the law of attraction and you are very outspoken towards that man we're not being politically correct here and I appreciate yeah. it <laughs> yeah yeah you know it's a fine line and um, at the end of the day so I just kind of stick true to me you mm-hmm. know it's um, that's it it's, there's nothing really else that you know I, I need to say about it it's just who I am it's mm-hmm. It's what I attain my successes to, mm-hmm. my failures to, because my failures are my lessons, and my lessons make me a better man, a better yeah. hunter, a better trainer, a better friend, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just uh, the sunrises and the sunsets that I've seen, the the, the, the turkeys strutting and, and fighting, the amount of ducks I've seen tornado into a field for feed or, or, or anywhere. There, there's things that I've seen that I've been a part of that I can't. I can't deny. If I wanted to, I couldn't say that it was anything other than God, and right. and, and that's it. And 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 I wrote the prayer, "Faith in a Gun Dog," mm-hmm. and and if you haven't checked that out, um, it is my most proud piece of anything that I've ever done. It supersedes the film or or anything else that we'll talk about that I've been affiliated with. Um, that that mm-hmm. prayer is my most my most proud piece of anything that I've ever been a part of, and. Um, that's it. That's just that's just who I am. I've been turned down by some, some big, big, big names in the industry because mm-hmm. of my my outward open discussion of my face. But um, all glory to God, man. And that's just me. I've had a lot of people that have have reached out to me mm-hmm. saying, hey, I've kind of been battling with my faith. Can you know, what do you think about this? People ask for advice about their jobs or their careers or their relationships. I mean, this whole fetch and feathers thing is, is much bigger than I ever thought it would be. And, it may be much bigger than people might not know. And, and if you've got questions via bird dogs, via life, you need a friend, you're down in the dumps. Hey, man, my hand's in the air, by the way. You call me, you, you send me a message. I'm, and that's just who I am. And that's what Fetching Feathers is. I mean, this is, this is an uplifting thing. This is about making people a part of something bigger because you are, because it can't happen by ourselves. It, it's got to be a community yep. to keep this thing going. Yep. And, and that's what this whole thing is about. That is exactly what this whole thing is about. And once we, um, when we finish and I edit everything, I actually want to um, post a link to find that faith in Gundog prayer. Um, yeah. I want to make sure that any of my listeners have access to that. Um, because, I mean, that's just beautiful, man. And, again, when you talk about keep kicking dirt, it as you have said many times, and, and I'm going to reiterate it, it is way larger than shooting a bird, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is just oh, yeah. so much larger. And honestly, shooting a bird, I mean, it's cool. But once you do it two or three times, I mean, what, what's next? <laughs> yeah. 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 No doubt. So now we haven't even gotten to the dogs and we've been boosting them. Tell, tell us about Gnarly and Radar. Gnarly's the oldest. Radar um, came afterwards and just yeah. brag on them a little bit. Yeah, come on. That's what I love. <laughs> oh, Gnarly. Let's just go through the repertoire of Gnarly's names, right? So right. We got Gnarly. We got 
Narnar. We got Narnar Binks. We got Char Nick. We got the Brown Bomber, <laughs> which, by the way, is where one of the hats came from was the Brown Bomber. But anyway, <laughs> uh, the Nar man, dude, he he is he just goes so hard. His heart is tremendous. Uh, I bought him my fifth year college from a breeder in Cocker City, Kansas, for mm-hmm. five hundred bucks. Um, old boy is. Like I said, he's my road dog. He's my best friend. Uh, that kid's hunted, I don't know, nine states. Uh, he's had over 13 species shot and retrieved over him. Uh, dude, he's just a monster. He, he's a great dog. He's my first. He's my all-liver. And then I got Radar. Radar came five years after that. So Norley's 10. Radar's five right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Radar, um, uh, they say you only get one once-in-a-lifetime dog. And I kind of call BS on that because yeah. I feel like, uh, uh, anyway. Yeah, I, I call BS on it too, by the way, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like, you know, for the second, we'll say, you get once-in-a-lifetime dog, radar would be it. Yeah. Um, the kid's got everything. Could have rasp or cannon of a nose. Style for days, son, style for days. That yeah. kid makes me look way better than I am. Um, <laughs> he, he's just uh, he's just a, he's a workhorse, uh, at which point actually just posted before we got on this, I'm trying to line up some breedings for him. Uh, my Ooh. gnarly boy is getting ready to be retired. And owed to him, I will always have one all-liver male in my kennel for the rest of my life. Only one. If I have 15 dogs, only one's all-liver because that's going to be for the gnarly legacy. Hey, to the day I'm, I die. I'm here so for I it. need an all-liver son out of radar to replace gnarly. Gnarly is going to just be a shotgun ride and post up, keep the truck warm, dog. Right. Uh, Radar's been having some injuries this season, and so I'm realizing that my team needs another one or two dogs. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's not on Radar, man. That's it. We just uh, we're we're just nobodies, man. We're straight up like mm-hmm. it's all learned in the field. Mm-hmm. Birds make a bird dog. Birds make a bird handler. Uh, or callous's feet and cow's feet humble a man. Yeah, humble man puts birds in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, that was a whole, you do realize that was a whole equation, right? Like that, that, that was bird dog algebra. <laughs> like, um, I wish that I could say I wrote that down, but that was just freestyle. <laughs> well, it's on, it's on, on record now. So I'm going to give you that one. You own that one. <laughs> that was you. <laughs> oh, I love it, man. Well, look, when you talk about having an all, all liver dog. So my Ruger, he yellow lab. I'm, I feel you. I'm always going to have a yellow lab. Always. 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 That's my first bird dog. First gun dog. Um, And I'm about to pair my team up with, I'm going to have a a lab and then an English pointer come February. Um, And so we're going to do a Southern style, man. We (laughs) just run them dogs and I want to team them up, you know, run my lab like a retriever, but also as a flushing dog. And then, uh, you know, my pointer I just want a bird machine, man. I just want a machine. Let me me ask you something. What's that? I I ask people this. I'm always curious. Do you name your dogs prior to getting them? You want to know what's crazy? Yes, I do. And my dogs all have very significant special names. Very significant names. Um, So my next, speaking of which, my next, um, my pointer, his name, he or she, either way, is going to be Chap. um, Like C-H-A-P. Um, mm-hmm. and the, the long of it will be, um, it, it's, I think it's Anna Wakey's chaparral. So where my wife and I moved right after we got married, 
is a place called Anawakey Creek. And our neighborhood is Chaparral Ridge. And so I was like, I was kind of playing around with it. And I was like, huh, what would it sound like if I was hollering, hey, chap? Good old chap. I was like, oh, good old chap. Good old chap. <laughs> And and she fell into it, and I was just like, I think I can ride with chap when it gets old too, so I can say old chap like the British folks. <laughs> yep. So yeah. so yes, I very much so, and I do not believe I'm very adamant about a good name for a dog because I think that dog is going to act at like its name. <laughs> so you better make it worth it. I think both of your dogs definitely have good names. See, a hundred percent that they both have have fit their yeah. name to a T. So, what do you think? If we can break down Gnarly and Radar as as individual dogs for you, what have what are like? What's one lesson that each dog has taught you separately? Bar none. Easiest thing, top of my head. I don't even have to think. As a new handler. All right, and I've had a few people reach out to me this week, actually. Hey, I'm considering getting a second dog. Uh-huh. The transition from one dog to two was a huge learning experience for a first-time person with two dogs, right? Mm-hmm. But but to get to the point so I don't ramble with this, Gnarly was as hard-headed as they came. That kid, it didn't matter what you did, spank him, him rubbed his face and whatever he was chewing on. It didn't matter. As soon as you let him go, he went and back mm-hmm. bro barks he said cool you're good because i'm going back and chewing on this it was delicious <laughs> radar on the other hand i had that heavier hand and training him because that's all i had known right and 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 and, and i don't beat my dogs by any means but uh, uh i was trained the brief help and knowledge that i had um is, is i established myself as the alpha immediately from the get-go Right, uh, um, and everything falls into order in that aspect. For me, I feel like obedience falls into order way quicker if I if I spend the time establishing myself as the alpha. And, and and people don't don't think that when I say I establish myself as the alpha because it's 2018, all of a sudden I'm hitting my dog and kicking them and doing crazy things like that. Right. What I mean by establish myself as the alpha is that. I am the boss, and as a young pup, just like a mother would pick up their dog by the back of their hide, you better believe I'm doing that. Right. When you're not supposed to do something, I'm asserting myself just like they would in a pack. Right. And and that is what we are. Right. This is a pack, mm-hmm. and and they have to work their own alpha out, which is a whole other story. But that's what happened. I came in with Radar, knowing, oh, this is a short hair, and they're crazy, and he's going to be just like gnarly. But Radar, on the other hand most tender sweetest soul that I've ever met. Mm-hmm. He is he is the sweetest, sweetest dog. And you put him in the field and it's like, whoa, bro, where did you come from? Wow. So I, I noticed at the beginning that, that Radar was digressing with my training. I, it was clear that he was feeling my body energy and, and, and my, my training wasn't going the way I wanted it to. And I kept understanding, why? Why you fight me? Why you fight me? Why you fight me? And, and I think that most most people who are around this industry and train dogs, if the dogs fight you, it's probably a you problem and not a dog problem. And that's every single time, by the way. 99% of the time, what is it, 39% of the time works every time? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's you, yeah. Straight up. If yeah. your dog's giving you a problem, you need to sit down 
and humble yourself because you've done something to that dog. Absolutely. And, and I had to do that. And, and radar was radar was it was too much pressure. So right. I had to digress and made things easy. He is one of the positive reinforcements. Right. Um, I wanted to force fetch radar the way I did gnarly, but it, it didn't work that way. So I had to take a roundabout way of force fetching, at which point has led to many fetching problems throughout his five years. Mm-hmm. I've got it cleaned up pretty good right now again, but that doesn't mean he can't digress, at which point it's my job as we sit in the living room like I spoke earlier, but it's open your mouth fetch. I'm turning the five-minute timer on. Keep a high head, mouth shut. Right. Good dog, good dog, give. Over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was not hard heads, hard hand, soft hand. Every dog is different, y'all. Every dog is different. Gnarly's retrieve is unbelievable. That kid's prey drive is out of this world. He will retrieve ducks, geese, 400 yards in the lake. He won't stop. I'll sock him. He won't quit. It is it is unbelievable. Radar, on the other hand, his nose is absolute cannon. That kid lives to show off for the camera, and I ain't mad at it. Right. Come on now, Neon. Get you some. I right. And that's what it's about. Score right. touchdown. Do a dance. I'm not mad about that. Hey, you owned it. You earned it. See, yep. so he looks good doing it. I, I don't, I don't mind. Yeah, um, yeah. Every dog's different. That was immediate number one. Man, that's that's crazy. And but it is true. And what I like about what you're saying is, I mean, you let that dog style themselves, which is is dope, man. Like they have their own style, and they and you allow them to to play into the things that they choose to be good at. I mean, you know, my wife and I, we're after a while, like we just got married, so we want to kind of wait a couple of years to have kids. But one thing we did say was, um, you know, whatever our children fall into as far as their interests, we're going to nurture that. You yep. see what I'm saying? We're going to nurture. We're not about to tell them what to do, how to do it, where to be, this and that. Yeah, put the discipline <laughs> in, of course. But, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, and you do that for your dogs. Like, let that dog be passionate about the job that he has. You got a retrieving dog, and you got a dog that'll point. Both of them will point. But, I mean, you got you you got to make a dream team, man. And everybody has well, a job. Well, right. And, I mean, quite honestly, perfect world, we want both. Mm-hmm. Gnarly doesn't have the strongest nose. that kid still slams points at the tree's bird. Right. Radar's retrieve isn't as strong, but he can. And here's what happened. From the beginning, Radar was slamming birds at, at eight eight months before Gnarly would smell him. Right. So they got used to it. Radar knew all he had to do was point birds because he knew Gnarly was going to retrieve it. So right. Radar was just like, point, 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 point. Gnarly was like, cool, retrieve, retrieve, retrieve. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. In the micro, right? In the micro, this is amazing. In the macros, things have gotten on. I'm like, holy crud. Now I gotta hunt one of these dogs one time because Gnarly can't go hard three, four days. You know, he's got mm-hmm. two in him a week and he's like, nope, dude, I'm sore. I'm, I'm not getting up. Right. And then radar gets hurt or something. So um I and I, I would prefer I don't need them to be stellar at each thing, but every dog that I own will point and will retreat. Absolutely. If you don't if you don't do it, it's nothing personal, but you're not in my kennel. I'm not gonna invest the time, money, and energy that I do. Yep. So yep. it's a give take. These kids are my family. I, I couldn't get rid of these boys. I've had two other female dogs that I've had and sold. Um, you know, high expectations, reap high rewards. That's right. all it comes down to. And it's nothing personal, but I'm trying to build something here, and I need you to be 18. Right, and that's it's so funny that you say that. I was um, 
you know, I was talking to my wife the other day, um, and we've had guests and, and, you know, people come over to the house, and my dog's sitting on plays, and folks are like, oh, well, can I play with your dog? Can I take him? Can I do this? Can I do that? I'm like, nope. Because right now, it's it's always training. I mean, you'll get a break every so often, but, if, you know, maybe before my guests came over, I put that dog on place to not be a nuisance. You see what I'm saying? And I And the expectation is, and people are so wild by it, that dog does not break his place. You see what I'm saying? There's an order. There's a structure. There has to be, you know, it, it has to be in our training, in every aspect of the dog's life, every aspect of our life, you know? And like you said, I mean, if you don't want to, if you don't want to uh, get with the program, I'm sorry. I, you know, I, I, I want to love you, but I also have a job to do. That's so, right. So, I mean, high high expectations, high standards. And sometimes a, a dog might, you might think he want, he should be a certain type of way. Be honest with yourselves. A lot of folks don't want to be honest with themselves about the dogs either. Uh, uh, nope. Can't tell my kid he's not a winner. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell you, but Bobby can't take a ground ball to save his life. Right. While he's sitting on the bench. Hate to tell you. Right. And, and, and Bobby right. might be a better uh, math star than he is a baseball mm-hmm. star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but just but, but like, and, and like I say, let's let's not sprinkle sugar on shit. Like let's just call it what it is, because <laughs> it don't taste no better. Uh-uh. <laughs> so you know, and and I just really appreciate that. And the first, and honestly, I've had to learn how to adapt that that ideology and that mindset because in the beginning, like everybody, I'm guilty of it. I I want the best gun dog. We all do. But then I had a couple of, you know, a couple of older folks like, hey, whoa, before you go down that route, let's take some time to observe this dog because, I mean, and they weren't, they were just being real with me. They were like, hey, you know, what, I mean, how have you figured out what you want out of your dog? I mean, you want to breed off of him, but is he breed worthy? I'm, I mean, we're, if we're trying to do right by the dogs, we're trying to do right by the breeds and the bloodlines, certain things just have to be in place, Anthony. Certain things just got to be in place. And like you, I just cannot have a dog that does not do the job. Don't have enough money to take care of it. Absolutely not. <laughs> and, and, and it's nothing personal. It doesn't make you heartless or anything like that. But I think that a lot of people that understand mm-hmm. bird hunters and trainers and of that nature is we spend our entire days eating everything we do revolves around that if i'm going to spend that much time uh i had not that i have a wife but for per se i had better be able to justify to my wife to my spouse yep why i'm doing all this yep. all the time away from her come on and for her to go out in the field and say is he supposed to just run in there and flush those birds like that right right you can't justify that if you're going to spend all the time in it you've got to be able to look your lady in the face and say this is what this i have been working it, on right this is what's putting food on the table and i appreciate your patience right and Meanwhile, look at how good that dog looks on point ex- look hey exactly this is what we pay for baby <laughs> <laughs> and and that's honestly why i enjoy having my wife come out with me on hunts so she doesn't go all the time but she's been there quite a bit and with her being out there with me 
it honestly helps me out with my training, which is crazy. Because she started to learn, okay, this dog does need to operate like this. And, you know, for us, we never expected my podcast to, to do as well it's been do- as it's been doing. And so it's a mutual understanding between me and my wife. This dog needs to look good. And we ain't bullshitting with it either. It's no, the dog is nope. talented. But and, nope. and and so and she understands that. And early on, to your point, she was like, "Hey, Darrell, when we were first dating, what? Why you gotta buy this? Why you spending money on this? Why you always gone here? Why you doing this?" And she wasn't being a nag. She was really trying to understand. And I respect that because look, <laughs> you can really jack up your relationship. Messing around with it, you know, wasting your time out there. Uh, I'm sitting here 33 and single, man. (laughs) (laughs) You preach it to the choir. Y'all need some advice on how to mess your relationship up via gun dogs. Holla at your boy Anthony Farrell. I'll teach you you how to ruin one. Hey, look. Well, look. It it just takes a woman that's going to get out there with you and learn it. (laughs) So, look, man. man. They're out there. Oh, absolutely, man! Absolutely. I'm. I, first of all, let me just take a break. I'm loving where this is going. <laughs> yeah. By the way, we you're gonna have to. We had. I knew that it was gonna be organic, and that our hour was gonna be a problem because it is every time I do this. <laughs> so we we can just we can just kind of hit a couple of these other topics, uh-huh. and then you can kind of edit in and out what you want. Yeah. Um, but right now, if we stop it where it is, um, with lack of better terms, we are just leaving so many people with blue balls because this is this has flowed perfect and people are loving where it's going and they're gonna be like, oh, oh, oh right. <laughs> well, I, what I was thinking now, I gotta finish this myself. This right. Well, I'm thinking, Mr. Farrow, you gonna get yourself a part two. How about that? However you want to do it, because. <laughs> y'all did y'all like that i thought it was pretty good man anthony farrell that guy is a beast okay hilarious first of all i think we share a lot of the same sentiments a lot of the same humor and um god this was a good one it was a good long podcast um there is a part two all right and it will be posted shortly so if y'all don't mind staying tuned check in with fetching feathers and the gundog notebook It's Anthony Farrow, and coming up, guys, is part two. All right, stay tuned.